Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-host, Brenda McCullough, and I'm running out of things to say. I, 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 <laughs> I, I just don't know where to go it's been anymore. years. Yeah, that's the thing. It's It really has been years, and I remember early on in this podcast, that's one thing we tried and just ended up giving up on entirely was uh, we were doing like tech bits and being like, oh, what's oh, the latest with like phones and like i don't know basto is trying to keep us up to date with shit too um well, i mean i told you like i think the first episode i was on i was like yo if we're doing tech i'm out yeah i, don't I know, know tech i'm dumb so, so then we made the show even dumber <laughs> no, i persisted and everyone else dropped off <laughs> but that's the thing i did get a new phone recently so i guess that's oh. how this episode's starting uh sure it's the motorola edge plus and it's Motorola's first flagship phone in like, I don't know, I want to say like four years or something. I think the last one they did was like an updated version of like the fucking Razor or something. But regardless, uh, it's been pretty heavily anticipated and I got my hands on it and I'm a big fan. It's like one of these phones that actually like the screen bleeds over onto the sides and you can like use that to your advantage, like sliding like your fingers and doing different gestures and shit. It's really slick. It's got like... A shitload of storage, like 256 gigs of just, like, in-house storage. I don't think that's upgradable with an SD card, though, which is, like, that might bum some people out. But for me, that's plenty. Um, crazy cameras, like, the whole bit. It's a fucking uh, smartphone, so you guys know what to expect. But, like, man, it's fast as fuck, and I'm just really enjoying it. I don't think by any means it's, like, the greatest phone out there today. Like, I'm sure, like, some people will be like, oh, the iPhone 11 or whatever we're up to, whichever iteration, they'll say, like, this one has a better camera and stuff, but I gotta admit, I'm very happy with this as an Android user. So, anybody looking to get a new phone, I think this came out just this year in, like, April or something. Oh, nice. I I never, especially stay up to date on, like, Apple stuff, because I've never been a fan of Apple stuff. Um I'm sure most of us on the podcast would agree with that. Or I know God knows that <laughs> back in college, we had a public speaking class and we had to give a persuasive speech. And Mark did one about Apple versus like PC uh, computers. Yeah. And it was supposed to be a five minute speech and the teacher cut him off at like 17 minutes. It's just like, <laughs> you got to stop. You got to stop. No one cares. Oh, uh, um, Mark, I would have listened to the whole thing. I, I was because I like I think at that point I was trying to build a computer and stuff with his help. Um but it's just like I've never seen the appeal of Apple because it just always – there's no denying. There's definitely a powerhouse with their hardware and software and stuff. And I mean I know Basta has a Mac and stuff and he could probably go on for ages about the benefits of it. Sure. But it's just so limited. It's just so consumer unfriendly in every aspect of any Apple product to the point where it's like if anything goes wrong, you have to go back to them. And they just have you bent over the table where it's like you can – they can tell you whatever and you have to pay it. No Preach. what it is. Preach. So, that just always annoys. I would rather risk destroying my warranty and destroying the product itself for the opportunity to maybe fix it myself for free or take it to, you know, my mom and pop tech shop and have it yeah. fix it for dirt cheap rather than taking it and being like, oh, this button fell out. You have to buy a whole new laptop. It's like, what the fuck? Like, it's yeah. just, that blows my mind and it's never appealed to me. And sorry, little ranty. The yeah. fact that they released a fucking book of all their products and no text, it's just a picture book of their products, and the book itself is like $150. Yep, it's the biggest, you like, fuck you. Fucking kidding me. Like, that <laughs> blows my mind. 
no, that people you know, didn't see that or just like shitty people out there that just have that as a coffee book and it's just uh, like I hate it so why or you're AirPods. just such a f- Apple fanboy but that's the thing I'm replacing my Google Pixel 2 XL which oh, if I'm right, not mistaken they are up to the Google Pixel 4 or maybe that's not out yet fuck I'm not up to date but no regardless idea. uh I I did really enjoy my Pixel 2 XL, and the one feature I will miss uh, that was, I think, just like a Google exclusive was the call screening feature. So anytime someone would call me, I'd just... Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Calm down, phone. Yeah, my phone's like uh, acting up. Okay, of course I'm trying to tell people that this phone's good and it's (laughs) fucking up. This phone's great, hey. (laughs) (laughs) But no, uh, the the call screening feature was incredible because anytime someone would call, I'd have a button to just be like, yeah, screen this because I'd see it was a number I don't recognize. I'm like, who the fuck is this? And it would do a Google automated like, oh, leave your name and number uh, or tell us why you're calling. And then it'll relay that to the person on the other end. And I would always get such bullshit like this is Joe. And I'm like, I don't know who you are. It's like from episode one. (laughs) The first episode. It's like, I don't know any Joe. So just like, I just like know to like uh, block them and say they're spam. But that's the thing. Now that I have this Motorola Edge Plus. It doesn't have the call screening. I think there is an app called Call Filter that I'm going to try to mess around with and get that. But I read somewhere online that some of the older Motorola phones are implementing the Google call screening feature. And I'm like, oh, well, that's good to hear that they're doing it on the older models. I really hope they bring it to the Edge Plus eventually. And I, I have a feeling they might knowing that, but that would be really nice because that's the only thing I'm going to miss about my Google phone. Yeah, it's... I don't know what's happening, but telemarketing calls and spam calls have just been just piling up, at least on my Yes, it just my seems so much more prevalent. Absolutely. And it's just always like, unknown name. I'm like, all right, well, I'm not going to answer it. If if it's actually something important, then they'll hopefully leave a voicemail. But what uh, fucks me up there is, Bren, I have SimpliSafe for my alarm system, and then like my alarm's going off because my goddamn cat set off like a motion detector <laughs> in the house, yeah. and SimpliSafe is calling me from some like unknown like it's, location. Yeah. It's not. It's not like it like comes up like, oh, it's SimpliSafe. It's calling not the you. number like, you have seen. Yes. So I'll be like, oh, I'll screen this call, and long story short, they end up just like sending the fucking police because they're like, oh, we got an no answer. One answered, yeah. I'm like. Dude, did you hear what the Google robot was telling you? So like, and that's the thing. I get fined if the police show up and like, there's no not a problem. So it's yeah. like, you guys are costing me money because you're not listening to a goddamn AI. <laughs> that's always annoying because yeah, same uh, same with other stuff when it's like the call is outsourced or it's to a different office or something like that, or they're routing the phone number through somewhere else. Yeah, it'll be a different different number that shows up. And um, for all the spam callers I get, where I'm just like, all right, cool, block this number. They're just they do, um, what is it, copying or duping? I forget the exact term. Cloning. Um, there's a way they can, like, steal phone numbers and use that to disguise what their real phone number is. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Uh, f- uh, fuck. I, it's not phishing, but it's like that, yeah. Something like that. There's a specific term for it for phones. Yes. Um, and, yeah, I remember being at my parents' house when I lived there, and, like, the phone started ringing. I was like, all right, let me see who was calling on the caller ID. And it was the house phone number was calling the house. <laughs> and I was like... No, this isn't, this is nothing. This is bullshit. They're calling from inside the house. <laughs> yeah, like, we're like, from the house phone line? What? Um, so you can never block them because they're just going to spoof a new number. So it's just like, it's just so irritating. And then with the robo-dialers, if you answer it, they know the phone line is active. So they'll put you on, like, an active phone list. If you don't answer it, they're just going to keep calling you anyway. Like, it's just going to be another. So, like, there's no winning. You can't stop it. And it's just so infuriating. 
Yep. Oh man. So this is a cell phone podcast. It's glad, <laughs> glad to be back. No, that's the thing. Uh, it's a video game podcast. We always start this show on a weird tangent. Um, we got a lot where of do rants. We go? That's we're, two, I, we're two white guys on the internet. We got a lot of uh, yelling out. Yeah. I've been playing a little bit of gaming, but not n- enough. But that's the thing. There's so much in the news going on so that I, so I feel like we have plenty to talk about. But let's just discuss what we've been playing recently. Ha- having a new phone, I'm trying to like dive back into like my back catalog of phone games that I used to enjoy on my previous iterations, like uh, like the Google Pixel. So I am revisiting Monument Valley and Monument Valley Two, and they're just <laughs> they're just so fun. So like many it's. Times. But that's the thing. I do feel like as I'm playing them, I'm just like breezing through them. I'm like, oh, fuck. My brain already went through this puzzle like years ago. It's not Mm -hmm. like anything challenging at all. But even back then when I played through it, I felt like it was somewhat of a breeze. Yeah. They're interesting like visual puzzles, but it's not like Professor Lighten where it's like, find the square root of this polygon. It's like, oh, God. Exactly. But um, yeah, revisiting that, it's a blast. One of my favorite games. So I'm just enjoying the visuals and the atmosphere and everything there. I do feel like the dialogue in the first one's just weird. It's like thieving princess and all these like foolish princess. Why do you care about the monuments or whatever? I'm like, what? I feel like, yeah, they're trying to like set up this atmosphere. I mean, I feel like it's atmospheric without like the bad dialogue or, or the words that these weird like creatures or they're, they're not creatures they're, like these ghost people you encounter anyway. Play Monument Valley if you haven't. It's a really fun one. <laughs> it's a solid one. Is that all you got? Uh, honestly, yes, I did. I think <laughs> I brought it up last week that I bought Madden 20. So I'm like just pl- dicking around playing some Madden every now and then. Um, they did have a Black Lives Matter thing pop up on the screen. So I thought that was cool that they're using that to promote that. Yeah, I've seen a few stuff. Uh, game companies and we talked about it before with like Blizzard where it's like, oh, Black Lives Matter. It's like, oh, cool. What about Hong Kong? Like, do they matter? And stuff? Um, right. So there's plenty of companies that are, you know, backpedaling and jumping up board because it's trendy right now. I saw one that was like Activision doing that where it's like, we're going to try and cut down on the racism with our online community for like Call of Duty and stuff. And it's like, why are you doing, why now? Why now yeah. are you doing this when you could, when it's a notorious thing? Like, it's very notorious. Like when even, I think of like, yeah. Sw- yeah, when I think of Call of Duty, I think of white kids saying the n-word honestly yeah, middle scores. <laughs> yeah. Well, like they don't even censor it in the usernames you could put racial slurs in usernames and that doesn't get what? blocked out versus that like blows my mind honestly. versus like animal crossing where it's like you can't write poop in the game so like it's like why why are you doing this now? why did it take you so long it's yeah. obvious why they're doing it now but it's like why did it take so long for you to finally get off your ass and do something about it so right yeah yeah, it's giant corporations. They are in it for the money, which is why they exist. So, absolutely. Yeah, but um, it's yeah. That's basically it for me, though. Unfortunately, for our video game podcast, we talk about <laughs> cell phones for like eight minutes, and I'm like, I played Monument Valley and Madden. How about you? I got two games I've played ten times already. <laughs> uh, I mean, if you're still looking, I still have uh, Puzzle Forge Two on my phone. That's still the only game that has survived my phone for more than like a year or anything, and across like two or three phones. That's um, awesome. And it's just every now and then I'll do, like rarely I'll do it because um, usually if I'm out somewhere I'm doing something. But if I'm at like a car dealership and I have to wait there for four hours, like that's my go-to because it's a cool match three puzzle game. I've talked about it before match three yeah. puzzle game where you're like a blacksmith and you can you get three types of the same ore to upgrade the ore. So, like, three copper ore, upgrade to an iron ore, three iron ore, upgrade to gold ore, and so on. And you have to match them with the molds of equipment. To, so, when you get three, two ore, put a mold next to it, the ore goes into the mold, and then you have to get 
three ore filled molds together to form a piece of equipment to then sell. And it's 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 hard to explain. It's much easier once you see it. It's visual. What it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's like a cool match three limited space and like resource management puzzle game. And nice. it's um, there's a period where there was no ads, where there were some ads, and then there's no ads, and then there's ads again. But they're not they're really not annoying. It's like after every time you clear a level or something, a quick ad will pop up for five seconds at most, and that's it. Yeah. Um and uh yeah, like you don't need the internet to play it. It's like very cool design, uh, good art style. Um I think it's free or like under five bucks. At this point it probably is free because it's so old now. It's like almost ten years old, I would guess. Um so yeah, that's still my recommendation for any phone game because it still works. It's still fun. It's just an easy way to kill time and like lose yourself in it. So, well, match threes are so popular. Like my phone came pre-installed with like Candy Crush Saga. I'm like uninstall. Yeah. Uh, same with like Game of Thrones, Conquest, and all these other games. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. There's a lot of bloatware if you get a new phone these days. But uh, match three just yeah. never really did it for me. But um, I'm trying. To, I'm looking to see if there's any other phones or games that survived and made it to this phone. Looks like Drug Lord Two, of course. Uh, <laughs> Battle Golf. Battle Golf was one Bassa brought up a million oh, years yeah, ago, yeah. and it's it's still here and it's fun as hell. And Alpha Bear Two. Uh, I don't oh, have I the original. About Alpha Bear. Yeah, Alpha Bear is so good. God, uh, I had trouble with Alpha Bear because I'm dumb, but it is a very good game. God, I don't even remember my own podcast. Did we interview them? Yes. Okay. <laughs> because I was like, I knew we did. All right. I think so. <laughs> I think so, too. All right. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, how about you, Bren? Uh, I've been playing more Yakuza 0. That's pretty much been my go-to game now. Um, I've gotten, I'm on chapter like 7 or 8, I think. I forget where I last ended up. Out of like 17. So I'm almost about halfway through it or close nice. to that. Um, they're still introducing new, new mechanics and stuff, like, for both characters. Uh, one character is, like, a real estate landlord sort of, like, minigame uh, to accrue a lot of money. Okay. Because the way you upgrade your skills is through money. So when you start off, it's like, oh, this skill is 2 million yen. It's like, ooh, that's expensive. And that's the first level. It's like, yeah, the next level's 15 million. The next level's, like, 13 million. The next one's 2 billion yen. It, like, it just jumps Oof. drastically. Yeah. Um, and, you know, even Japanese Japanese currency, like, that's still a lot, like, even if you do the conversion rate. But it's <laughs> it's one of those games, it's like uh, Final Fantasy, where, like, you go into a dungeon, you clear it out, you come back into town, you're a billionaire, you just got a fuckload of money. Yeah. But then you, you burn through it real quick, buying potions and whatnot. Like, same thing, you just, you get money real fast, because you burn so fast. Gotcha. Um, so the one is, like, real estate, you'll buy properties and manage it and have different employees taking care of it every now and then. Some, an event pops up, you have to go stop it and... Um, you can flip property and stuff. The other one, it runs a cabaret club, which apparently is different than just a cabaret. I don't, I don't know the difference of there. Um, I think one's just smaller. Um, but that one's like a mini game where you're, where it's like the cookie mama or like the waitress game where like you'll have clients come in, you seat them at a table, you give them what they want. They're talking with a girl. Uh, sometimes the customer gets mad. You have to like, appease them sometimes they want more time sometimes you have to go so you just you have like six tables and you just have to manage them it's one of those mini games awesome um so those just got introduced to me recently and that's how you make a lot of money and it's also a new element of the game which is refreshing because the fighting and stuff got stale for me and i talked about how all the side quests were just fetch quests but just dragged out real long yeah so um it is refreshing to have something new and something different but yeah it's 
knowing I'm still less than halfway through the game is like, oh, this, yikes, this, yeah. there's a lot of game here. This, this is too much. Like, I'm not, I'm not sucked into it like I was with Witcher. So it's starting yeah, to feel and- more draggy than uh, Im- Im- immersive, I guess. Do you think? Word? there's going to be more mechanics they throw at you as you go along like you mentioned like this mini game of like the cooking like i I, obviously you can't predict it but it's just like are you i'm not really sure what i'm asking i I know what you're asking i knew i knew about these two mechanics um because i've seen so much of these games this game already before i bought it and played it um so i knew this was coming i think this is about the extent of it i think there might be more side quests like i know there's uh, rc car racing and i haven't done that yet yeah. So I think there's more side quests and minigame, like side stuff to do, but I don't think there's many more new mechanics per se. I think okay. I think this is the big plot relevant mechanic. I think it's the last one. Um as far as I can tell. And I'm not that makes sense. you know, not promising anything, but like yeah, they just there's so much that they're just perpetually throwing new stuff at you and it's just like at a certain point, it's too much. And like I said, I that everyone's got a fucking story. Every NPC you talk to has got some stop story to the point where there's a specific music uh, tone that plays where it's like, <laughs> and anytime that plays, it's like, all right, here comes the fucking stop story and another 20 minutes of dialogue I don't care about. And it's like, skip, 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 skip. Like, I'm skipping through all dialogue that isn't like the main storyline at this point. Well, it's nice of them that they preface it with that sound effect because you know the bullshit is coming. <laughs> I mean, that's not like that's not at the beginning. Sometimes you'll be talking about oh. for ten minutes and then it plays, and it's like here's the sad part of their story, and it's like we talked about it before. You're criminals. You're yakuza. You're doing a bunch of horrible shit, but they have to portray both of these characters as like you know the rogue with the heart of gold. Like, yeah, you're a criminal scum that was, like, you know, trafficking guns into Japan to kill uh, other Yakuza members and potentially, like, you know, innocent people along the way. But he cared about this dog this one time. (laughs) And it makes him really sweet. And it's like, but does it? Like, does this justify? Like, I am a crime lord. I am in a crime family. Like, so it's like. But that dog, Brent. But that dog. That dog was so good. <laughs> and, like, they always paint it like, oh, you're fighting other Yakuza. So you're not bad. You're fighting the bad guys. It's like, yes, but I'm also working to get back into the Yakuza with both characters. So, like, it's it's hard to feel like these guys are really heroes when both of their end goals are getting back into the crime syndicate that they were kicked out of <laughs> to do more crimes and to get further up in the ranks. Because, like, the one character is struggling so much with killing one person. It's like, uh, I don't. I don't know what to tell you, man. You're, You're gonna have to kill more people. <laughs> like, I I don't know if you know what the Yakuza is, but like they're criminals. Oh so, man! So I know there's like the idea ideology of like oh they they do the you know good that you know cops can't do or like they help the community. It's like sure, but like you're criminals. <laughs> you do shady shit. So I don't know. It's it's hard for me to get invested when the story is so flip floppy of like you're the protagonist, which makes you the good guy. But you're also the bad guy because you're the criminal. It's like, what you can't have both. Yeah, no. It's, it's not compelling. So, that makes sense. Um, I did find the Mahjong parlor in the one guy's uh, game, or one guy's side of the game. So yeah. I played Mahjong for like four hours. So you figured it out. Because I remember last time we talked, you were like, I barely understand the rules. Oh, okay. I forgot I talked about it. Uh, no. Oh, okay. I haven't figured it out. I'm just <laughs> okay. going in blind still. I don't know what's happening. 
Are you winning? <laughs> no, I, I haven't won a single game. I don't know what's happening. I just like playing it. <laughs> That's cool. Because it's just, you're putting down a tile, and you're trying to get, like, certain sets. It's like, go fish, like I said. And so yeah. I'm just, like, putting down a tile, and then the next tile I draw is the one I just put down, or the one that would have made the set of the tile I just put down. I'm like, god damn it! And then you put down a tile, and a guy says, uh, Ron, which means, like, oh, I win, and he steals your tile. And it's just like, there's no way I would have known that's what he needed. So it's just, like, dumb, and just like, I, I see enough of the pattern in there to keep me going, but I don't see enough of the pattern to understand it. So it's this weird, weird thing, and I don't know why it's hooking me, but I'm hooked, at least to the nice. Mahjong minigame. I feel like if there's a online version of Hanafuda, you and I should just try to play, <laughs> even though we have no idea what we're doing. I, fuck it. I saw, I think there's, I think they're playing Hanafuda in Yakuza at one point. I think two characters playing that. I don't know what's happening. No, me neither. And I bring it up because of Summer Wars. Obviously, yeah. I was on Bren's podcast. If you're an unfamiliar listener, are we there yet? And um, we talked about Summer Wars, and that's a game they play in there. And we were talking about like, what are the rules of this game? It's like 20 pages long. There's, so, I mean, I don't fucking understand Canasta, and my family plays that. I'm not gonna understand Mahjong, where I don't know anyone who plays it in a different language. Yeah. Um. Oh, I did find the fishing mini game. There is fishing in there. Oh, fuck yeah. Is it any good? It's all right. It's It took me a while because it's got the marker on the fish bobber. Um, and the second that marker goes underwater, you have to pull it up. And they didn't really explain that that well. But once I figured it out, I went fishing, pulled up a suitcase full of money, and then a great white shark. I'm like, all right, I guess I'm pretty good at this fishing stuff. A suitcase full of money? That's a win. Yeah. And it, in Yakuza, it wasn't a lot. It was like 20,000 yen, which was like... 200 bucks or like 20 bucks in the game yeah so it wasn't like a ton um but yeah it's you just i just bought like the best fishing rod right away and i'm just like all right let's go and you know sure enough you can catch stuff pretty quickly that's cool i like how they throw random shit there like yeah suitcase full of money it's like almost like animal crossing dropping like bells from the sky or once you like shoot down a balloon yeah there's random that's cool um and because it's so ridiculous, like I said, the, you know, you're fighting a guy, you're smashing his head into the concrete, you're picking up a, you know, half of a car and smashing it over his head, and he's fine. Like you're not <laughs> killing anyone. Um, same with the fishing. Like, like I said, you, I pulled up a great white shark and like you know a, a that's awesome. That's like you know fourteen hundred pounds. I pulled up that. So, oh, I'm glad you said this. Mm-hmm. Oh, because I forgot to mention during my update during Animal Crossing, I caught a fucking hammerhead shark and it was so oh, cool because nice. i was like i it was my first shark but that's the thing earlier in my gameplay experience i saw in the water a, a fish with a fin and i'm thinking to myself oh mm-hmm. man that's got to be a shark so i go and catch it and it's a goddamn like sucker fish and it's yeah. because it's like oh you're a sucker for it's, thinking it was just shark i was like yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's also got like a dorsal fin yeah i've got a few of those uh the sharks and the uh ribbon eel our new updates for summer. And yeah. Those, those have distinct shadows. Those are different than all the other fish. That's so, awesome. That's way to see them. Um, but yeah, yeah, because I'm, I'm kind of picking up more pace with it because I guess I'm, I don't know if I'm invested in the story, but the story is at least moving better than it was. That's it's good. getting away all the beginning stuff out of the way. Um, so I still got to play that and finish that. But yeah, I'm about like halfway through. Um, what else? Uh, with Animal Crossing, uh, I finally got rid of Raymond. Oh, cool. So, you send it to your friend's island? I tried to. She came over. Turns out with the campsite, if someone's camping at your place, they talk to you, your island's full, they can go around and talk to other villagers and say, like, who wants to leave? I'll take their place. And kick one of your islanders out, to, or villagers out to get a new villager. Yeah. That doesn't work when someone's moving out and so, you're like 
a friend of yours is trying to recruit them to their island. Oh no! If your island's full, you can't bring on someone from someone else's island. Like it's just it's not an option. So oh what yeah. oh wow. So she didn't know that. So she's like, I can't I can't kick anyone off my island right now. Like I don't. There's no easy way to kick them off within a day. And once a villager starts packing up their stuff, you got you know 24 hours or whatever to recruit them. So it didn't sync right between you two. I, we didn't know that, so she didn't have an open spot on her island. So she's oh, like, geez. every time I talk to him, he says it's full and I can't move in. I'm like, shit, okay, well, <laughs> we can't kick anyone off in 24 hours. I guess you're just not getting them. Why the fuck don't they make this game easier? It's such a simple <laughs> thing. Like, just be like, oh, I want to kick this bitch off. Oh, I want to send this guy to my friend's island. Oh, like, I mean, that does make it seem like you're like a like owning slaves or something, which I don't think a is landlord, right. But like, yeah, I, exactly. That's the thing. They don't want you. They don't want to destroy the experience of like you control everything. Like, no, you're very prominent in this community, but you're not the god of this community. That's true. Yeah, I guess so. that's just me as a gamer being like, give me control. That's the thing. Everyone wants that though. Like, there's people who are like, I like this game because it's limit limits me in an in world way that makes sense. And then there's other people who are like mid max, where it's like I want everything. Like let me yeah. let me play God, and like that's the people who are time traveling to get everything at all at once. So, uh, but I did end up giving them to another friend who had someone moving out at the same time. That's so, nice. Did work out. I didn't sell Raymond on the Animal Crossing black market, the Nook <laughs> market. Um, it just I don't care. Like he was the last thing keeping me there because I felt guilty having someone in such a highly desirable villager, and I'm not yeah. playing the game anymore. So once he's gone, I'm just like, all right, I'm pretty much done with Animal Crossing. I don't, I got nothing else really keeping me in there. So yeah, um, MMO, MMOs never like kept me for too long. The daily grind of stuff of like, yeah, log in every day quickly became a chore, and I just, I it does not keep me. Yeah. So, um, and then uh, I think I played around to Hades, and I finally beat Hades with every weapon. Oh damn! So you have like six weapons, or at least with this last update, you got six weapons total so far. And there's a new update coming out this month, a new major update, so they might introduce another weapon. Um, but yeah, so I finally beat Hades with every single weapon, and uh, yeah, it's tough to do any ranged attacks in a roguelike where you constantly have to be moving and dodging in a bullet hell. Like uh, I finally beat him with the bow and arrow, which was the last one I needed. Just anything, anytime you have to be stationary to attack, like with a bow and arrow or like a gun, it sucks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Hades, still good, still nice. great. Uh, it, it very well could be a fully finished game, and I, you know, seems fine. Um, what else? Oh, they have like little relationships in Hades between like the NPCs of like, you know, in Hades Palace, uh, you got Orpheus who, uh, you know, went to rescue his wife and came back. He looked around, and she turned to salt. Uh, he's like trapped in Hades Palace. Achilles is there and stuff. Same with other like you know underworld gods like Thanatos, who's like the god of death. He's like the Grim Reaper essentially. Okay. Um, and the Olympian gods too. You can give them nectar and like you kind of build a relationship with them and you get more dialogue options. And you know sometimes they benefit you, but it's mostly at this point just dialogue. Yeah. Um, I fucked Th- Thanatos though. So whoa, I fucked Grim Reaper. That was. <laughs> It's funny because hot just, and heavy, <laughs> kind of yeah. <laughs> my life flashed before my eyes. Oh and god, I damn it. Um, it's it's one of those things where it's like the, the, you don't have options with the dialogue or with the relationship. It's just give gift and you know get plus one heart to your relationship. So oh, I thought you were saying you don't have options with the Grim Reaper. He's more of a dominatrix. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he is. He's that stoic type. You know, he's the top. 
Oh, um, Christ. <laughs> but it, it's one of those things where it's like, you can be like giving a person like gifts, trying to build the relationship. Like, oh, I really like, you know, you have a Gorgon head, like a Medusa Gorgon head. That's like a housekeeper. Okay. It's like, oh, I really like her character. Let me give her gifts and just get all the dog with her. And then you give her the last gift. And it's like, oh, you're in a relationship now. And like, you're dating. It's like, what? I didn't, oh, I didn't want this. Um, so it's not clear. It's, it. you could very well quickly find yourself, you know, dating or fucking some NPC without intending to. But Awesome. It's, it's ancient Greece, so they're just like, ah, you can fuck anyone, man. Like, we don't care. So <laughs> ended up fucking Danatos, who's like your childhood best friend. I was like, all right, why not? So <laughs> we'll nice. see how that goes. Um, yeah, but yeah, that game's still a rock solid and super giant, just knocking it out of the park. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it for what I've been playing, at least. That's cool. That's what I mean. I know we haven't been playing much, but there's a shitload going on in the news topics. Like, I feel like for a gaming podcast, it's like, oh, man, shit, I have a lot to talk about. I mean, for a very casual, dumb gaming podcast of just yeah. two idiots from nowhere. Um, that don't do any research and are just like, surprised any. when like like big gaming news events happen and we're like, oh, shit, e three's happening right now. I listen to a few other gaming podcasts. I'm like, shit, we probably should have talked about that. <laughs> um, yeah, th- we're more like, if you missed it, here's here's something. Here's maybe yeah. something. We're not like breaking news. It's just well, like, I don't know. In previous years, we've had E3 coverage episodes. They were all loosely based anyway, but this year's E3 coverage is it's, like... E3 is canceled. Uh, it's all online. Yeah, exactly. It's happening right now, and I didn't even realize it. Yep. So, uh, yeah, if we want to just dig into that... Um, so I don't think I have any other real news besides that. Well, in the PlayStation 5 shit, it's just, like, all oh, yeah. coming to the light with, reveal. like, yeah, the trailer and stuff. The trailer was actually insane. I felt like it was just, like, them super flexing. I don't know. And I was like, <laughs> I, I'm impressed, but, like, speed up the process here. You're just, like, literally, like, I don't, it, it felt like it was, like, like a car commercial or something where they're just showing all the different angles of this car. I'm like, it's a <laughs> fucking gaming, com- like, console. Like, what's the point of this? I, that's kind of the problem with like everything. Like, get a, when you're trying to sell something, how many times can you get it from low angle, like <laughs> upper shots? Before it's just like, yeah, I fucking get it, man. Like, because they they gotta fluff that time. They gotta have a three minute trailer or something. Yeah. It's like I can only shoot it from so many angles. Like, there's a limit to how much I can make it look cool. So what so, they end up doing is almost like a full 360, like up and under, all around. Oh, like, completely. Yeah. It was just ridiculous. And then I just feel like, yeah, it is just. It can, it, visually, it kind of looks cool, but it, it's the opposite of phallic. It's like, it's, <laughs> it looks like a goddamn vagina. Uh, what would the word be? I don't know what that word is. I don't know um, either. Don't yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah. I agree, but, though. It, it looks vul- vulvic. Mm, that's not it. <laughs> I, hope I hated that it. word saying it. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you're on the right path there to something accurate. But that's what I mean. It just looks strange with like these like, oh, God, I'm not going to say the words of that come to mind. But these like flaps coming out. It's just very. It's got these white uh, lips. But, yes. OK, you went there. But that's the thing. <laughs> I'm going, it, I'm it's care. very much like a cooling system. And I can understand design wise <laughs> why you would go like that. But then another question I had, or I think even my wife brought it up initially as soon as she saw it was like can it lay it on its side and i yeah. think it can but that surprises me knowing that just the way it looks i'm like i wouldn't feel comfortable laying it on its side there's um it looks like looks like a standard playstation just a black brick of a console and then it's got just these weird white curves on the outside <laughs> fins and, yeah yeah and it people are joking it looks like seto kaiba from Yu-Gi-Oh. it's got like a scientist oh, yeah. lab coat like yeah it's all the memes immediately as soon as it was shown 
Um, and then there's a digital version where all the games are digital and it's got no disk drive and then a f- physical co- a slot for the disk if you want to buy game, physical games still. Yes. Um, but yeah, because of the curves on the outside, because of the weird like fins on it, um, there's a stand for it to stand it up vertically. It looks like you also need that to lay it down horizontally. Interesting. Okay, so that's what, I'm just glad to hear you can do either knowing like in the past that's how PlayStation's typically were and in fact actually now that i think about it is playstation 4 capable of doing that i'm standing at vertical i always just lay it down flat i think so i I don't have one though so i'm not sure yeah but that's the thing it's it's just cool knowing that the playstation 5 has been revealed i mean like for years people speculate what what are the controllers gonna look like what's it gonna look like now knowing that there is two separate versions digital versus non-digital yeah that upsets me because of course the collector in me is like i'm gonna try to keep a physical copy and that's gonna be the more expensive one because it's also gonna be a blu-ray player or something because there's an actual disc (laughs) that you can insert so i'm sure everyone's gonna be hopping on that digital one because it's gonna be the cheaper but like i don't think they actually announce prices here i am okay but that's the thing people are speculating Mm -hmm. that and I'm not even sure which one we're talking about. Let's just go with the the more expensive one, the the non digital one. They speculate it'll cost seven hundred dollars, six ninety nine, and each game will cost ninety dollars. And I'm thinking to myself, if any of that's even remotely true, I feel like the video game podcast is done, and these that boat has <laughs> that ship has sailed. Like that's what I mean. I, I already feel like paying sixty dollars for a game is like, man, I'm pushing the envelope. I feel like I'm a rich person. Like. <laughs> but I'm not. I'm not even close. So, like, for I've, them to do that, I feel like they're just basically saying only people who can play video games now are the rich. And it's like, fuck off with that. Like, make it a little more accessible. I mean, I don't think I don't think anyone has any real evidence for that. I think it's just pure speculation because yeah. they haven't revealed any of the prices. Um, $60 has kind of been the set point for a console game for decades now. Like, even back in, like, early 2000s, late 90s. Like, it's right. kind of always been that. And so it's the most consistent price point of like a hobby. And even in the grand scheme of things, hobby wise, games are pretty solid. Cause yeah, it's $60, which is expensive up front, but that game can last you 20 hours to yes. 200 hours. Easily. So, um, versus someone who's in like model shipbuilding who like that shit gets really, you know, any of those specific hobbies can get, just get expensive real fast. Yeah. Um, I mean, Mark, he's into like modifying his car and shit or like you with like records and stuff like that. Gets oh yeah. Expensive. <laughs> um, so I don't I don't know about that because there just is no real solid price point yet. So I don't know if it that would be expensive though seven hundred for ninety dollars each a game. I know if that's even remotely true. I'm like I, I'm not sure I'm going to be playing the next generation for a while. Especially right up as you know we're on the verge of if not currently in a massive recession with no end right. in sight. So it's like yeah, people don't have money to burn right now. A lot of people are unemployed. That would be a bad move. It'd be better uh, to take the hit up front and make it all cheaper for the chance of people buying it now instead of waiting to save. So you have a bigger selling, you know, in the beginning. Cause yeah, I, I can't imagine them doing 80 or $700 console and $90 games. Like that can't, that's too much because then if, you buy, if you buy six games, that's the price it's, of a console. Yes. That's what I'm getting at. I feel like if they even think to increase that, they're just going to see a big dip in sales of people oh, being yeah. like, actually, I cannot afford this. <laughs> hey, cool. Now's a great time to buy a PS3. Like, you know, get yeah. all these games I missed. Cause they're yeah, be for sure. Cheaper. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. I mean, 
Does the PS5 look silly? Sure. Are we all going to get over it in, you know, two months? Yeah. Yeah. Does the Xbox One X look dumber? Yes. Oh my God. That's, that's also as like a PlayStation fanboy, it's like, I, we're just winning right now because like, (laughs) I don't know, the Xbox looks so goofy, but then again, I'm sure there's Xbox fans posting memes. Like I saw a Bassa post one in our Slack channel of a PlayStation two with a white binder around it. And it's just like, it's like, it's, it's very funny that it's easy to poke fun at either of them, but the, the Xbox does just look like a giant box. And I mean, it's Xbox in the name, but like, seriously, like people are making jokes of like, it looks like a refrigerator. It looks yeah. like it could be the base stand of like a table. Like, I don't know. It's very much just like a bulky, ugly unit. If you ask me, it looks like the monolith from 2001 space odyssey. Um, yeah. But yeah, people were immediately making fun of PS5. Like, Oh, it's my internet router. It looks like a router. Cause it's standing up vertical. And it's like, yep. yeah, that's also a fair comparison. So, but like we talked about before, like after so many consoles, so many generations, like it's all going to look pretty similar. So the changes you can make are pretty limited. Like I joked saying it looks like a weird abstract art sculpture outside of a law firm with too much money to burn. Um, (laughs) But like, yeah, it's just a box with like a disc drive and a few plugs in the back. Like you can only change that up so much without getting insane. So otherwise it's just going to be a sleek black box like the last two you know, PlayStations or 30 PlayStations now. Yeah, so. I just love Xbox in general, like their whole business model of like, we've built the most powerful gaming unit you will ever need in your lifetime. And then like years later, they're like, oh, and here's another one. Here's another it's one. Like- <laughs> yeah, someone pointed out, they're like, oh, I can't believe PS4 came out seven years ago. I was like, oh, no. Yeah, like, that is disturbing. I just, that, that's just a generation I missed entirely. So I'm just like, oh, fuck. Like, I, I felt like it was still new. That's still the new console. It's like, it is, but also it's seven years old now. Yeah, that's so, upsetting. But it's th- it does. It's exciting knowing that there's a new generation on the horizon. Like, mm-hmm. man, it it it's been a long time coming. But the one that jumps out to me the most as far as games go that I saw a trailer for was Horizon Forbidden West. And I mean, Horizon Zero Dawn was one of my first platinums, or was my first platinum, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. And God, that game's so good. I revisited it not that long ago to do the DLC, Frozen Wilds, and God, I love Aloy. I just love the graphics. I love Robo Dinosaurs. It's just a great game. And then watching this trailer, my jaw was on the floor the entire time. Like, mm-hmm. it's just fucking breathtaking. And I feel like they're just taking this world and fleshing it out and running with it and being like, Aloy's the shit. She's going to travel across this whole world we're fleshing out for her and she's going to be the hero of the story. And it looks really fun. And I'm just like super excited to get my hands on it and play it. But like I said, it won't be anytime soon, especially <laughs> depending on so the price like 2021, point. I think. Yeah. So yeah, it's not anytime soon, but yeah, she seems to be definitely like that friend. I mean, I guess it is a franchise now. There's multiple games coming out. For yeah. It. Um, definitely seems to have a real strong footing and like, Hey, great for them. It's like a new studio. It's a new IP. Like it's, Doing great, so I'm um, happy to see it, even though I haven't played it. Um, but it still seems fun. Um, yeah, and the story's, like, evolving now. There's, like, instead of, like, the techno-robot or animals taking over everything, now there's this, like, purple, like, fungus or plant-like yeah. corrupting everything. And then there's, like, another tribe that's, like, utilizing it to control the animals, the, like, the robot animals. And stuff. So it's like, oh, okay, that's interesting. 
Yeah, and there's like it's definitely a story continuation from the first game because like there's this one character I'm blanking on his name right now, but he's like I'm pretty sure just like one of the main antagonists that you like lose track of, and like th- there's really like no closure in the first game. It mm-hmm. seems like that's going to continue in this in this one, Forbidden Forbidden West. So I'm like cool. looking forward to that. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, what else is there? Yeah, there weren't too many that stuck at me. Like, oh man, I gotta get a PS5. I mean. Rockstar's doing it again, Grand Theft Auto Five on the PS5. It's yeah, been which eight years. Yeah, you posted a meme of that where it was like, in this amount of years they put out like four games, and the exact same amount of years they put out one game. It's like no. You can see where Rockstar discovered microtransactions and online payments. Yep. Well, that's the thing. Like, I was just having this conversation the, the other day. I'm like, look at Rocket League. They didn't make a Rocket League two. They don't fucking need to. Like, yeah, they're fine. That's I I feel like that's where Grand Theft Auto is. They're like, "Uh, oh, we're good." I'm sure in the deep corners they're working on Grand Theft Auto 6, but like that is going to be the next generation exclusive or not exclusive, but like a big deal on the next gen, hopefully. Yeah. But but it also is concerning that they're like already just being like, "Look, we have Grand Theft Auto 5 for the next gen." It's like, "We do want another iteration of this franchise." I'm sure they're also just struggling to like what would be the next one? Like what do we that's do? True. That's not just Yeah, we've done all these cities. The city. Yeah. yeah. So I'm sure there's a struggle there, and like I'm sure there's limitations for why they haven't. But also, it seems like you know, take two, the parent company of Rockstar has definitely been real shitty the last few years. So I wouldn't be surprised if they're just like soak up that money. Yeah. Um, I also had a coworker who's like, "Come on, buy Rocket League for the Switch." And I was like, "I was like, no." He's like, "Why not?" And I'm like, "Because that game's like eight years old. I don't care anymore." <laughs> like he yeah. just bought Rocket League, and he's like, "Come on, get in." I was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" That's really um, funny, actually. <laughs> I was like, like talking, dude, have you heard of this game, Super Mario Brothers? Yeah, yeah, He's like, oh, come on. Like, why don't you get involved? I was like, talk to me in eight years when you finally get into Animal Crossing. <laughs> so he's just, like, way behind. Um, but, That's yeah, there's, funny. there's some games where it's like, yeah, they don't need to keep going. Like, they're done. <laughs> they they make enough money. Um, what else was announced? Oh, Resident Evil, what is this? Eight? eight? Yeah, yeah, I was going to say what when did seven happen fuck <laughs> seven seven was the one with the swap like the family and uh, oh right yeah, okay you're like a new character called ethan and you go in with your girlfriend and she gets like kidnapped by the family and like seven was gnarly but it was like pretty different from what resident evil's been up to this point right like, yeah vr so yeah this one was like you know like this weird like european town with like this castle and these farmers like very very reminiscent of four Yes. And then at the end, it was said, like, the village or whatever. And then it takes away the I and then the two L's and the V from, like, the village. And that's, you know, Roman numerals for eight. And it was like, ah, Resident Evil 8. And you see Chris Redfield at the end, who's just... <laughs> at this point, Chris Redfield's a fucking T-virus zombie. Like, he looks more like Nemesis than he does a human at this point. Yes. Yeah. Compare him from, like, any other game, like, from... Resident Evil 5 and 8 from the trailer we saw to any previous iteration of Chris Redfield, he looks insane. It's ridiculous. Um, but because it seems like a European setting and like a crazy like mystic town, um, there's a guy turning into like a werewolf or something. Like at this point, the T-virus is zombies. It's just monsters Like because it mutates so much. Um, and because it's the eighth one, people are thinking like, ah, this might be Leon's return. You know, for the new iteration of Resident Evil games, because it's a similar setting as four, four oh, yeah. half of eight. So people are kind of hyping up Leon being in it. The uh, fact that the setting is almost like four, it seems like they're going back to like what has worked for us. <laughs> what do people like? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, four. Because <laughs> it wasn't five. It definitely wasn't five. 
Well, so. I also uh, Googled uh, what Chris Redfield looks like in Resident Evil 8, and this is what I got. <laughs> so uh, definitely he, check out our show notes for that one. He looks like Mr. X from the last Resident Evil, from uh, Resident Evil, what, Foot 2 remake? Yep. He looks like Mr. X in that. Like, he's just a brick of a man. It's insane. So, uh, what other games got announced? A new Ratchet and Clank. Um, oh, yeah, and Ratchet looks sexy. <laughs> that's, that's not ratchet that's oh a- fuck <laughs> i'm into the robots bro. <laughs> clank's the robot you never played you're a fake gamer uh, no, you're a no, fake I- fan so wait what's the name of the ratchet's oh. the orange cat guy clank is the little robot and okay. in the trailer there's a new character who's a female white version of ratchet like that species oh and- i thought that was him no, no, it's a new character. That's like, remember in Star Fox Adventures, how there was like Crystal, the blue fox? It's pretty much that. This is like the female okay. version of Ratchet, where it's like, ooh. And you can imagine, people got real dirty with it real quick. Like, yeah. real quick. That's the thing. I thought for some reason, just from the screenshot, I'm like, oh, maybe they're doing like a female version of this. But no, I a see what you're getting th- at. 63. Yeah. Uh, gender bent. No, this is just a new character. Gotcha. Um, but it does seem like the story is about about a bunch of different alternate universes. So it seems like it's a hmm. you know 3D platformer like usual, but now you can shift between dimensions while in that world. So it seems like Weird. they might have uh, like four levels all map mirroring each other similarly, but you can jump between any four of them at any given time or something like that. Okay. So kind of like a Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions. Uh, similar like idea of that, but it seems like it's incorporating it into the game mechanics now. Um, and yeah, some of the creators of it, like the character designer and the character model are in the rigor, like the people who worked on all of uh, the new character, this female Ratchet, uh, they're kind of going off on Twitter of like, oh yeah, we knew we'd get the furries with this one. We expected this full heartedly. <laughs> like, this oh is, yeah. This is definitely aimed towards them and it, it worked. <laughs> I mean, Overwatch is not popular because of the porn, but the porn was definitely an indicator of how popular it was. Right. So, yeah, we're going to see a lot of that. Um, Project Athea looked really cool, but it was also like 2022 or something, so like we'll forget about that long before it actually comes out. Yeah, that's what I mean. I saw this game where it was like an article for a game called Ubisoft's uh, Gods and Monsters, and it was this article saying like, oh, really, the gameplay really looks like Zelda Breath of the Wild. And it does, but the thing is, uh, the article even said like, oh, this leaked footage dates back to like E3 2019, so I feel like, where's the progress with that game? Because it did look pretty cool. Yeah, anytime a game like pops over, it's like, wow, that's really cool. It's like, well, we'll see it in six years when it's actually done, because something always comes up. I think they have an update at the end of this summer, though, so keep your fingers crossed if you've been keeping up to date with Gods and Monsters. It does look pretty neat. It looks neat, yeah, but yeah, I'm not going to hold my breath for it. <laughs> right. Um, what else? Stray caught my attention. It seems like a weird, like, I don't, I don't know if it's a dystopian, but at least a future world with a bunch of robots, um, and definitely robots integrated into society, and you play as a cat with like a little backpack. Oh like, yeah everyone was like oh that's kind of a neat world like future robots and then you see the cat with a backpack it's like i'm in that yeah what? <laughs> sold got, got me <laughs> um so not much is known about that besides like you play as a cat in a robot world it's like oh cool okay we'll see where that is um there was a new Sackboy boy game like a little big planet uh game 
it kind of looks like it's in the vein of uh, Mario Maker. Is Sackboy but, game a genre now? Well, no, Sackboy is the main character from Little Big Planet. Oh, jeez, I didn't know he had a name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was a mascot for a hot minute on the PS3. Well, I was um, also thinking of like games like Unraveled and all these just like games where like they're sack boys, the sack people, yeah, craft folk. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's a good point. Um, no, it's sack boy, a big adventure. So it's it's the character from Little Big Planet, but it's not Little Big Planet. It's or at least a different title. Yeah, um, and people are like, oh yeah, it kind of looks like a Mario Maker sort of game, which is funny because Little Big Planet was the Mario Maker before Mario. Maker. <laughs> right? What the fuck? So um, it just seems like a new. You know, a little big planet sort of game, so it's interesting to see what that would be because those were always solid. It, it got a little janky, but like those were always super fun and you know really accessible. Yeah, I only played the first iteration, but I did have a blast. I I wish I would have got to the second one. I there might even be more. There's at least three, and then I think there's a racing game, maybe. Holy so, shit! Yeah, that they were pushing for that to be like the PlayStation Three mascot for a minute. The, um, yeah, definitely. It's tricky though with Sackboy is because like. The appeal of Sackboy is you can put them in all these costumes and make them look however you want. So it's like the default Sackboy is just very bland. He just looks like a yeah. burlap sack. He looks like Oogie Boogie's kid. From yeah, holy shit. So like he's not the most appealing mascot because the appeal of him is you can you know change him up and dress him however you want. Oh, so that's what's inside those sacks? A bunch it's of wriggling bugs? bugs? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> hey, that bring me back into the franchise. God damn it. Uh, Ghostwire Tokyo, we've seen a lot of hints at. But we never actually got like a ton revealed about it. Um, this time we got a gameplay reveal uh, trailer, and it looks like mm-hmm. you're just—it looks like supernatural, but in like Tokyo. Like it looks like you're hunting down weird cryptics and like folklore monsters and stuff. Oh shit! And, like, I think Slenderman was in there, so so it kind of looks crazy. So like, yeah, definitely keep your eye on that if you want like a crazy like Bioshock esque first person shooter game. Um, that one looks fun. Yeah, that sounds wild. Uh, Hitman 3, if you like the Hitman franchise, more of that coming. Yeah, great. Seems, seems to be the same stuff. Like, if you like it, you're just going to get more of it. So, yeah. I saw you song stream some Hitman. I know it's not a game not for me, but it is fun to watch people play. It's, it's, it was episodic, the last one. So it came in different, bur- like, bursts, like a Life is Strange kind of game. Um, and it's, it, the big appeal of the Hitman game was the replayability. Cause if you did all the core missions, you'd fly through it in like five hours and be done. But the appeal is like going through and trying to do the missions in different ways and you know be stealthy, be loud, be aggressive, be you know, and all these different tricks of getting your targets. So if you want a game that just with endless replayability, Hitman's pretty solid. Awesome. Uh, what else is there? Demon Souls being remade. Yeah. Oh my god, I cannot wait. Oh, but also that game's hard as fuck. <laughs> yeah, that one's gonna be tough. Um, uh, Dishonored is getting a new game called Death Loop. And it looks like Dishonored Infinite, like Bioshock Infinite. At least that's how I've been describing it. Yeah. Um, so that one looks fun. Uh, I, it seems like it's going to be very similar to Dishonored, though. So <laughs> hold off if you're not too thrilled. Um, and the big one they announced the showcase with was uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales. So oh, hell yeah. That's going to be using the same engine and a lot of the same asset, it seems like, from the Spider-Man game for PS4. That was yep. really popular. Um, and there's a lot of confusion about if this is a standalone game, if it's an expansion, if it's a you know DLC, like what exactly this is. Um, seems like they can confirm though it's not a full game, and it's not it's a standalone though. So hmm. I think I think it's like XCOM Chimera Squad. I think you'll be able to buy it by itself. You won't. It's not an expansion. You won't need the first Spider-Man game for it. 
but it's not going to be a full 40-hour game or something. It's going to be right. maybe a 20-hour game, and I'm guessing it's going to be $40 price point. It's okay. Speculation. They haven't really. Yeah. Um, so that would be accurate. Yeah, if that's the case. Really cool to see Miles Morales getting like, and he seems older. It doesn't seem like it's a kid, Miles Morales. He seems definitely like an adult. Um, so really cool seeing him getting attention. I'm really happy for it because I love Spider Man. Easily my favorite superhero of all time. Like even since I was a little kid, we got enough Peter Parker for a long time. We can, yeah. we can go into a new one. Miles Morales is great in like so many ways. So like happy to see this. I am disappointed it's not a full game, even though I'm not getting PS5. Yeah, I don't have a I'm TV surprised. Game. Because they definitely showcased that. They, that was the first one they showed off. They're like, this is going to get people hot, hyped and like sucked in real quick. And it it did. It worked really well. But as soon as they said, like, oh, it's not a full game, you you could hear like the deflation of like the internet's interest in it. Being like, all right, we're not as invested as we were once were. Yeah, so. well, and what confuses me about it being an expansion, it's like, well, does that mean you're putting the PS4 uh, Spider-Man on PS5 and then having that, but like you said, it's a standalone. It's just, to me, it sounds like it's half a game. It, yeah, it does seem <laughs> to be a good amount of confusion of like, Sony's selling it this way, Insomniac Studios is selling it this way, Marvel selling it this other way. Like, it seems like Damn. none of the people involved really have a firm grasp on what they wanted to pitch it as. So, um, like I said, super happy to see Miles Morales getting grouped in and like more Spider-Man stuff, but like different totally. stuff. Yeah, um, but like, yeah, I am disappointed. But I mean, maybe this will be like a test to see how interested people are. Right? They're like, all right, people were super interested in it. Let's do another. Let's do a trilogy now. Full game. Yeah, Miles. that. Yeah, let's so, hope for something like that. Yeah, uh, and then like we said, it, E3 would be happening now. There was a PC showcase. I'm gonna be real with you. There was a lot there, and I did not watch it. So, <laughs> if you're interested in the PC games, they showcase a lot of stuff. Nothing that really jumped out to me besides like Persona 4 is coming to PC and it's already out on Steam now. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. So if you like Persona games, that's on Steam. Um, there's a ton of stuff that was announced and frankly, it's too much to go over, but there was another big showcase if you want to look at what those games were. Cool. Maybe we'll touch on it on a future episode, but don't hold your breath. Uh, yeah. But that's the thing. I don't have anything else really for you guys. I know that The Last of Us 2 is getting people all upset, but uh, maybe we could... Well, yeah, well, well, that'll be a bigger discussion. Yeah, agreed. But um, that's going to do it for this episode. Let's wrap this one up and do some plugs. Uh, Bren, we mentioned your anime podcast. Where can our listeners listen to that and find you? you can find me on Twitter at ABTSBrendan. It's mostly me just retweeting the, the podcast that I'm on and dumb stuff like, hey, I got an ingrown toenail and stuff like that. You know, the fun stuff. Don't follow me. Um, <laughs> but the podcast about anime is called Are We There Yet? w-e-e-b for weeb um and it's yeah me and my two friends watch anime give a brief recap um give our opinions on it and see if it's worth recommending see if it's worth uh getting invested in i believe as of today the new episode went out uh for a show called a place further than the universe and real talk that got me crying i ended up oh damn we watched the first three episodes, and I liked it. I kept watching it, and by, like, episode 11, I just bawling. So, like, I think that's the first anime that ever got me to cry. So Damn. It's a good show. I highly recommend that one. Emotional stuff. Good recommendation. Uh, definitely check out that podcast. Uh, since we're doing plugs, I mentioned it last episode, but we weren't sure when it'd be coming out. But Brendan and I have also guested on a podcast, Kame oh, yeah. House Party. Uh, that's episodes out where Yamcha dies, so <laughs> go listen to that. It's, it's a Dragon a Ball Z podcast. That's the title of the episode. 
Oh, and that's the thing. I, I will have to say this for another one too, but I did just recently see uh, that there was like some kind of crazy like sequel to Dragon Ball GT called Dragon Ball AF or something. I'm like, as no. fuck. Like, so we'll deep dive into that eventually, hopefully, if I remember. But, uh, and that's the thing. Listener, if you like our show, give us a like, follow, subscribe. We're findable at all the places at ABT Silence. And we Twitch, Twitch stream basically never, but if you want to try to find us there, it's twitch.tv slash ABT Silence. And I have a record label. It's MissedOutRecords.com. Head over there and see what's for sale. But that's going to do it for this week. We will be back next week with some more gaming topics and discussion. See you guys. See you.